and welcome back to the official RuPaul Drag Race podcast. Uh, your eyes aren't deceiving you. I'm not John Polly. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor, comedian. I live in Hollywood. John Polly has been missing for a few weeks. So, Priyanka and I are here to his voice. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And listen, I have something to say. They couldn't have picked two better hosts. Not only have we never in our lives ever met each other... <laughs> Only one of us has met RuPaul, and one of us has won the show. <laughs> so, Alec, I do want to congratulate you on winning Canada's Drag Race. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Listen, you, I, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm so impressed. Here's one thing I've always wanted to uh, ask a Drag Race contestant. Can you answer this question? Here we go. Let's do it. Okay, you arrive. Everybody's allowed two suitcases, right? <laughs> Is that true? Uh-huh. How do you? That is not true. That is not true. These you have been lied to. Oh you have been deceived. You have trust issues. Yeah. We see them rolling out two suitcases in every single episode. I'm like, <laughs> how on earth did they get two suitcases full of drag for all that? It's, so it's how ten suitcases. It is. I can't say because the NDA still exists, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, everybody. I'm so excited. So let's get into it. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2, Episode 5. It's a hit. Drag Race UK is a hit, Alec. You know it. You know it. I can feel it. Okay. You were telling me right before we started that, um, well, this was the Ruru Vision contest. And since this episode has aired, Bing Bang Bong has... Bing Bang Bong, Sing Sing Song, Ding Ding Dong, whatever, anything. UK Han is completely I, I I would say viral in the sense of like it, it only exists on the internet with how successful it is, but it's currently charting on the radio in the UK. I was just watching Tase's Instagram live today and she was reacting to it actually being played. It was like, Hello, you're listening to whatever Capital FM and number four today, new entry, hottest entry is UK Han by the United. I was like, this is wild. And what's worse, <laughs> the worst thing about this whole thing is that there's two groups on this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK that did the same song with their own verse, verses and only one of them is going viral. So the other girls are just not even getting the play. <laughs> No, face crack. I know. Those two teams, by the way, were um, the United King Dolls versus Banana Drama and... uh Banana drama. No, banana drama. And you uh, um, and uh, United King Dolls was the one that went to... I didn't know any of that. That one only... One yes. Went, oh, my God. That's so shitty. It's, it's drama. But, you know, someone who is probably very... Um, uh, happy watching all of this drama go down is Ginny Lemon self-eliminated herself last week, which is so dumb. All right. How do you feel about self-eliminations, Alec? Here's the thing. Ginny Lemon w- did the best thing you could do on any drag race show, which is be memorable. Okay. Right? Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Because yeah. the thing is like, there's, there's, um, there's a million drag queens now. We have um, uh, 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 Thailand, we have Canada, we have the United Kingdom, we have outer Mongolia at this point. Right. So it's the the name of the game right now is show me something I haven't seen before. Show me something that I'm going to remember. Right. Okay. If, if you come out in if you come out in a bodysuit with fringe, it's going to be like girl, we've seen this before. But every single runway on Canada's Drag Race. Thank you. Cool. Jenny Lemon was so kooky and memorable, and also I I appreciated the non-binary story. 
Very cool. Yeah. Ginny and Bimini both are non-binary and it was very, it was educational for all of us to watch that journey. Yes. And, and, um, I, you know, I have more and more friends who are identifying as non-binary and it's something that I, I think had I had the language at a young age, like as a teenager, I probably would have identified as non-binary because I never felt like a real boy and I never felt like a real girl. I always existed somewhere in between. I love that. Well, more girly, actually. But um, how do you feel about her leaving? Uh, well, I just want to just say that I identify as horny. And um, also... I was actually, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this self-elimination. And I think it's, you're right. It's a memorable thing. A lot of people find it disrespectful, but... If you're tapped out, you're tapped out. But the good news is, is, you know, Ginny Lemon already had hers is and we got to welcome back Joe Black into the competition. Yes, Joe Black came back. Would you have chosen Joe Black to come back in uh, out of the group? Well, I think it's because she was the first eliminated queen. She has a great reputation as a live performer in London. You know, uh, she's known mm-hmm. as a, a cabaret performer and a, and a, and a well-attended one and well-known one, yeah. according to her byline. So, um, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Long if you saw, long. if, if yeah. Alec, I have a question to ask you. Yeah. If I was eliminated on Canada's Drag Race and, I, and you were a contestant on Canada's Drag Race, would you bring me back? You back? Okay, see, nobody ever answers this question correctly. When they say who should go home and why, <laughs> nobody ever says Priyanka because he's my biggest competition. <laughs> that is the only correct answer in any instance. So if it was like, should Priyanka come back? I'd be like, no, she's gone. <laughs> Let the bitch stay buried. Don't bring her back. Let her go. What's done is done. Like in every single season, it's like, who should go home and why? Nobody ever says she should go home. She's my biggest competition. Yeah, I, I, your biggest competition should go home. Like mm-hmm. on my season when Lemon and Jimbo got eliminated, I was like, good riddance, because now right. the biggest competition's out of the comp, out of the competition. So now I get to win. Look, look at me. Jimbo showed us stuff that was from another planet. Oh, I mean, it was a whole. It was Jimbo's not even drag race. It was just Jimbo's Jimbo vision. Yeah, amazing. I'm a huge Jimbo fan. So, um. UK hun. <laughs> UK hun. I, we, we've touched on it. I literally am obsessed. I'm so obsessed to the point where I woke up on Saturday morning and wrote and recorded my own verse to UK <laughs> hun. I think you should play it. Is, is it for sale on iTunes? Is it for sale on your... Uh- no, it's just a little, it's just a little thing. And we're going to play it for everyone to listen to right now. Bing, bang, bong, sing, sang, song, ding, ding, dong. Some say hi, Paranga. That's Canadian tea. Jack and Rose sail across the sea. Number one on iTunes, making waves, typhoons. Are you feeling wet? Serving H&M, category is dead. Clap for the Bing Bang Boom. Clap for the Sing Sang Song. Clap for the Ting Tang Song. Clap for the UK Hug. Bing Bang Bong, Sing Sang Song. Ding Ding Dong. UK Hug. <gasps> no. Okay, Alec, you can act like it's iconic because obviously it is. Alec, what do you think? Oh my God, that is going to be, that's going to sweep the Canadian countryside. <laughs> You're going to be bigger than poutine. You know what? <laughs> and and I, I really, really, really had to uh, pay homage to RuPaul hating H&M. I said, 
If you're serving H&M, category is debt because poor people wear H&M, I guess. Oh, gosh. Did you see? I thought lasers were going to shoot out of her eyes. I I was obsessed with RuPaul. Like, they got to take seven months off and Ru just got out of a two-week quarantine and Ru was Spicy. Yeah, she was spicy. She was not messing around. Um, I, I, If we could talk about the performances for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The United King Dolls who won were amazing because they each had an individual character. They were like the Spice Girls. I agree. And there was enough repetition in their choreography when they all leaned over to the Bing Bang Bong thing that it became uh, a thing. It just became like, yes. this is already a thing. Like, it really knocked me out. Oh, I totally agree with you. It was watching Banana Drama. I was just kind of like, they feel really happy doing this choreography and they think they're really hitting it out of the park. But what's happening is that... But they hadn't seen the previous performance. No. And like, had Banana Drama gone first, it would have been a lot different. It just looked so bad in comparison to... Because the staging, like, it seemed like Tace choreographed majority of uh, United King Dolls and... Tase's staging was beautiful of it. Like, if you're going to ever have to choreograph, uh, a self-choreograph um, a challenge on yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race, watch how Tase did it, because that's the formula you need to follow. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. He had them going back and forth, you know, and Tia Coffee just had them staying. It was so static. And it was just... And then Joe Black seemed like he was separate from everybody else. Yeah. You know, it was just... It was just like, ugh. So the runway, um, the... Uh, the category was uh, a day at the seaside. Ooh, there were some really great looks. I wrote them down in my notebook. In my little notebook. Well, we have based nerd. Like I'm writing down <laughs> notes as I'm watching the show. Kill me now. Glasses, corrective shoes, and a retainer, all at the same time. Who does you do? I did when I was in the third grade. I was like, I thought you, I thought you still did. I, no, I was. No, I mean, my soul still does. Like that's who I am on the inside. But you know what? This day and age is probably somebody's kink baby. So don't you worry. You're so sexy with your retainer on. And you're somebody who's, who's going to call me and go, hey, do you have your retainer on? <laughs> do, you have, do you have your corrective shoes on? Do you, do you, do you have Coke bottle glasses? Because I can't come until you do. All right. Um... <laughs> oh, and they'll pay you. They'll pay you for photos of it. That's kind of creepy. Um, then <laughs> uh, lace, she had a lacy seaside um, kind of thong, kind of a nude illusion. It was like aqua, and she had the umbrella. She was like serving body on. Oh. Yes, I love Bimini's because the cool thing about Bimini, I'm finding, is just very transformative on the runway. Mm. So there isn't like a classic, like, oh, we know what we're going to see. It's always very, very, very different. Yeah, it's very, it's very fashion. I felt bad for uh, the uh, Ahora and Sister Sister. Uh, too much fr- fries before guys, I say. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but it was like afterwards in 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 the room, uh, Ohora was accusing Sister Sister of like, did you steal my look? Did you just make... And it's like, no, we all brought in our stuff at the same time, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Sister Sister's outfit was cool, but there's no... It's that same silhouette. She looks like a tube with a bird on her mm. head. Like, whereas Ahora comes out, you have it something to compare it to. Yeah. Ahora looks like she got a hundred thousand dollars to make this outfit already like you know what i'm saying like it just looks yeah a horror knows who she is as a queen like her character because like she's like the sexy girl yes so what she was serving in the bing bang bong song so she knows what she did she did she did fries but it was sexy fries fries but it was sexy i, I also want to 
do a little shout out to our um, seagull, our seagull. Go ahead. Ellie Diamond. Uh-huh. A seagull in a bikini, I mean. Mm. Like, that's just what camp is. And um, yeah. I just want to give you a little shout out, Ellie Diamond, that you were you were the bird. You were you didn't use the bird as an accessory. Was that your favorite look at the runway, the, the seagull? Um, Yeah. I would say the seagull is my favorite, and my least favorite is Tia Coffee's. All right, let's talk about Tia Coffee for a second. Okay, let's really break this down. Joe Black came in out that windblown thing and gave a real performance like she did. She was holding the fries and the ice cream in her, her uh, like she'd been to a day at the seaside in Brighton and everything was going that way. I thought it was very clever. Yep. And she brought an energy to that performance that I thought she didn't have in the um, – in the Bing Bang Bong song. Agreed. She was more comfortable. You think so? I think so. I think she's more comfortable about that dress. I don't know. Ru doesn't like it, so now I'm even scared to talk about it. Like, is the podcast going to be taken off the air? Like, you know what I'm saying? H-M. <laughs> Ru's going to like... It, 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 it's like that thing, if we if we say it three times in a mirror, <laughs> RuPaul's going to jump out like Bloody Mary and murder us. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, t- okay, Tia Coffee. Oh, wait, Tace. Tace, what did Tace wear? Tace had a kind of a nude illusion too at the seaside, right? I mean, like, the thing is with Tace is that, like, I love her and think she's so iconic, yeah. but these looks are very just not wowing me. I'm not like, mm. wow, this is great, Tace. Like, you're killing it. I'm very, like... But when she did hair horns two weeks in a row, I was like... Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like same, 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 same. Yeah. But she looks she looks gorgeous, though. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, when you're so good at drag, like, sometimes what your caliber is isn't enough. Like, you really got to go beyond. Oh, did you find that was true in your season? Like, did, did you have a moment where I'm like... I'm not doing enough. I am like, I have to step my pussy up. Yes, totally. Like, there are some runways on my season where I came out in, like, a pretty dress or a pretty outfit and just modeled it. But because people are, that's what people are used to seeing me and It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for Brooklyn, not enough for Jeffrey. You didn't have kind of the wherewithal, kind of like the last looks and going... Um, this is just a dress. I need to. Yeah. But like, whereas like my Celine Dion runway or my Christmas tree run, run, runway, that was like things that people were like, oh, she's here to compete for drag race work, bitch. Yeah. Your finale look, sorry, was like next level amazing. I feel like that's what, that's why you want. Listeners, I want you to know that we are going to talk about this finale dress probably every single episode. So Buckle up. Every single episode. <laughs> will not let you fucking forget <laughs> about it. By episode 12, we're going to be like, you wore a sari. Did you, did you wear a sari in the finale? Because you haven't mentioned it in the past two seconds. <laughs> um, so, okay, so, you've kind of been there, done that. Um, Tia Coffee, she's six, she's seven feet tall. Yeah. She's got legs up to her neck and she dresses like a sack of potatoes. And she was told that seven months before. And Rue was really salty when she, when Tia said, I'll do it next time. She goes, that's what you told us last time. Oh, this is the thing is that like these girls are very lucky that they had seven months off. If I had seven months off, my entire package would have changed. Like Tia Coffee. And I and I called her and I want I want everyone to know that the shit I'm talking, I've told these girls. I've called I called Tia Coffee. You called her personally? I called her personally on what she say? How did you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, How do you know? Why are you stalking me? Who are you? I, I was like, Tia, that dress you wore was ugly. The ice cream dress? She's like, I'm poor. And I was like, No, 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 no. You had like the late who was the late the girl from um uh um Bob the Drag Queen season, Shishi LaRue. No, uh, Chichi Devane. Oh, yeah, who passed Chichi away, Chichi. Chi. Who passed away, God rest her soul, didn't have two nickels to scrape together, and she slayed. She turned it out. 
She really brought it. And it's not about, you know, it, it's also the, a lot of the drag culture comes from ball culture. Yeah. And these girls who go to the balls in Harlem, in wherever, they they don't have any money either. And it's Mm-mm. all about imagination and what you bring to it. So what did you say? That's not an excuse. I said that's not an excuse. But I also said, like, it's harder being a drag queen now because everything is so money, money, money. Like, we didn't come, like, even myself included, didn't come up in the grungy days where I was just wearing a safety pin dress and hoping to get a booking you know like when i step into drag there's people that made costumes people that styled wigs and blah 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 blah, which is why i'm even more mad at tea coffee because this look is unforgivable it was like a party city costume it was kind of like i'm an ice cream sundae for halloween it was like no it just made me feel bad but she looked like she was scared it looked like so what was the (laughs) i mean so this was filmed in the fall this was filmed in the fall of last year Right. Mm-hmm. And so everything's done already. So if you're told, um, yeah, I don't see your shape while the show in real time, while the show is happening. Okay. If you're told, uh, you look like a sack of shit and what do you do with the rest of your drag? Do you take it in? Do you judge it? Do you, what do you do? I think you burn it and then eliminate yourself off the show. <laughs> okay. I think that when you get notes and you know that all your wardrobe is a little janky, the girls are helpful. Like in my season, the girls are very helpful. Like they'll help you as long as you want to be helped. So if Tia came back and said like, because Tia, for example, could have figured out this. (laughs) I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Tia. I love her so much. I love I love her. And I'm very sad about this. I can't even talk about it anymore. I love her. Her arc on the season. Yeah. But, you know, there were some looks when she when they did the reveal runway and she was in that Renaissance Fair outfit. It was like, yeah, it's a taste. It's like it's like a taste thing. Um, It's a taste thing. And it's only something that you can kind of learn as you do it. Like some girls come in with the taste level or some girls like need their second shot at like an all stars to show their taste level, you know? Right, right, right. Well, everybody bumps it up. And if you don't, that's it's bad news. That is just really bad. Exactly. Um, and then we move on to well, we've we we ripped down Tia so much that she also ended up in the bottom too. So it was Tia versus Joe Black in the lip sync. Right. What is your opinion on the song choice? What was the song choice again? Remind me. I want to say that it was "Don't Leave Me This Way," but like some random ass version that I've never heard before. Yes, well, I love that song. That's like that's that's a queer disco anthem. So um, it is, but not the version that they were dancing to. And you know, agreed. As someone who has never met RuPaul, and I'm not you know so scared of him just yet. Um, I feel comfortable saying that. But if RuPaul was to say that that's his favorite song, I would say that's also my favorite song too, RuPaul. Thank you. Yes. So um, Joe Black went home again. Went home again. Is this a, this is a recurring thing though? Like, why does the returning queen always go home again first? Well, here's the thing. As a super fan of the show, what I'm seeing is, and we saw this in remember Britta's season. Britta um, was saying, "I'm a New York star. I'm a star in New York. I'm a star in New York. I'm I'm I, I kill it in live performances. None of that matters unless you bring it to the show. Correct. You know what I mean? It takes a different skill set." to pop on television. Um, I'm a huge Mayhem Miller fan live. Love her. Amazing performer. Palm Springs. I've seen her kill an entire room and she struggled on her season because it, it, it wasn't, the energy wasn't translating into what she was doing. You know? It's just tough 
being like especially coming from toronto it's tough being a performance-based queen because like i my closet is full of spandex bodysuits that i can now ne- never wear because i was on drag race oh. I, I could wear them if i want to but like we're just so used to like slapping her on right and turning the party like so it, it's hard when then it transfers to like runway walks and modeling and and like that's a really yeah. big part of the show and then also having to do all these challenges and stuff it's like you could be a good drag queen, but maybe you're just not a good drag race queen. Oh, well, on that note. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> let's take a little break. We'll wrap up on our UK segment here. And when we're back, we're going to discuss season 13. Ooh. Miss Quarantina Turner got you feeling down. Never fear, Divas, because the WOW Podcast Network is here. Coming this year are brand new episodes of Your Fave Pods, such as mine, Girl Group Gossip, starring me, Cheryl Hole. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? <laughs> to the triumphant return of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it, Sheena, ready to hear And not to mention bringing... Mm, Tap dancing in... That was this close to being the name of this show. <laughs> and with brand new podcasts from RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Crystal, and Season 12's Jackie Cox, the WOW Podcast Network will be the one-stop shop for all your drag-related podcast adventures. So for more deets, go to worldofwonder.com forward slash podcast. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with the winner of Canada's Drag Race, Alec Mappa, and the has-been. That's right. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, I have nightmares. I have actual nightmares that I'm a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have no makeup. Oh. Uh-oh. And, and like, a dress from JCPenney or something. Oh, like, no. I, and I wake up, like, like... In a, in a cold sweat, like, oh, my God, that was horrible. Do you ever have dreams that you're back on the show? Oh, all the time. It was such a good experience for me, honestly. The worst thing of that entire experience was how fucking cold it was on set. It was awful. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. This is what I got to talk about. I was like, they're all in plaid. Everybody's in a plaid shirt. It's like, we get it. You're Canadian. I, you know, it's like, I'm going to let everybody in on some tea before we start talking about RuPaul's Drag Race season 13, the US version. Um, I want everyone to know. You're allowed more than two suitcases. <laughs> no comment. I will forward you to my PR person, Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, those plaid shirts that we were wearing the entire time were given to us as like layered up things because it was so cold in the studio. Those aren't ours. I pr- heat is a comedy killer. Cold keeps your energy up. When you start doing the talk show circuit, when I was on The Tonight Show, it is a fridge. I brought my kid with me to, when I was interviewed on The Tonight Show and he was so cold, they put a sleeping bag over him. It was the cutest thing. I could have used this leaving yeah. bag, honestly. Season 13. Let's get into it. Yay. The mini challenge was the library is open. The library is open, baby. The reading challenge, which is always the most, for me, personally, nerve-wracking part. Whenever someone, like, hires a drag queen to be read or it's like, oh, like, read me. Like, say read. I always get so nervous. Because you can't, you can't just say, like, Alec Mapa. You're ugly. 
Like, it has to be something clever. And sometimes clever things don't come to my mind right away. Alec Mappa, he identifies as talented, like something like that, you know? Something like that is a good, good, good read. But I will say that the dolls pulled out some cute reads. Although they haven't sucked a dick in decades. (laughs) (laughs) That literally was Lemon's read for me. She was like, Priyanka, you talk about being horny all the time, but the only thing you're fucking is stupid. (laughs) Gottmik were my favorite. Gottmik really got everybody. She was very clever. Yeah, Gottmik. I honestly don't remember a lot of their reads. Uh-huh. I wasn't the strongest reading group of of them all. All kind of good, and then Elliot shit the bed. Elliot was kind of like was not. He said to, at one point to Candy Muse, "Oh, by the way, I'm not misgendering Gottmik. I'm I'm referring. I used her drag queen pronoun. Yep, 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 yep. You you love being mad. Here's a cape so you can fly away and be super mad. And it was like." everyone was like and here's the thing is like if elliot knows herself like everyone already hates you so like that's not cute <laughs> you get one of these noises on your season that yeah the rattle the rattlesnake <laughs> yeah um it wasn't yeah that was really 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 bad and that's all i have to say about the rain challenge but the maxi challenge <laughs> is bossy rossi after dark yes. which is an improv challenge where the contestants are all given a character that they have to uh, do in pairs right. or threesomes. No, they were in threesomes. What was your improv challenge? For my improv challenge, it was the pageant challenge, and we were given this like character we had to portray. I was supposed to be an angry teenager, mm-hmm. I think. That was what it was, and that was called One Note and Put in the Bottom. So oh. there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, the the uh, improv challenge, it really kind of like, you have to listen and be really good at listening and acting in the moment. Yeah. Simone did a good job. I always enjoy watching her in everything. She personally, she's my favorite. I love Simone. Yeah. She's my favorite. Is she your favorite? Yeah. I I honestly think Simone like is the most what well rounded queen. I love Gottmik. Like she light, she lights me on fire whenever she's on the runway. Yeah, looks are incredible. I thought that Denali and Rose were the best in the improv challenge, mm. but for some reason Rue <laughs> doesn't seem to agree. <laughs> yeah, like Rose did really really well, and and even yeah, like solid, like a solid. I hate it when somebody gets upset about safe. It's just like shut up. You you, you get to come back in a oh. week, and you could you could slay next week. Don't get upset about being safe. Just be grateful. And like safe means that you were good. Yeah. Like you were still good. Yeah. Like and I even thought like Olivia Lux came out as the mime, and Olivia Lux won again. Yeah, she won again. And you have a problem with this? Well, I I think Olivia is incredible and definitely deserved her win last week. Mm-hmm. Um. I think she's black Filipino. She looks like all of my cousins. That's what I'm thinking. I feel so bad for Olivia. I feel so bad for her, but we'll get to it when we discuss the runways. Priyanka, pretty boy. Alec, Alec. Uh, Let's talk about the workroom beats. Um, this, This actually is my favorite part of the show. I love it. I call the workroom the trauma room. The trauma room. Because it's like, now it's time to get ready for the runway. Yeah. I hate my dad. Uh, oh, like we're just we're just we're just, we're just gluing down the brows, hon. <laughs> my dad hates me. My brother was in jail. 
I'm depressed. I'm like, oh. I was left at a bus stop. <laughs> you know, it's just. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to make sure my eyeliner isn't crooked. Like, if you <laughs> if you go back to Canada's Drag Race and watch, like, people crying yeah. about things that have happened yeah. in, in their lives, you can, like, see me in the back, like, panicking over makeup. <laughs> like, I can't do this. I can't. But in the. Tr- your drama was about not being out. That was your dramatic beat. Not being out. Yes. It was. It was my. It was my. Tr- my, my trauma drama beat. You, you got the Asian. I'm not out to my parents. Beat. That's been done by Kimchi yes. and anybody who's been on the show. <laughs> I'm a copycat. I need to find more originality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who was it in, in, in season thirteen? Who was like, um, my boyfriend doesn't like my drag. It's like Asian girl. Kamora. Let me. Oh. You're Asian and you're full of self-loathing. We get it. Um, <laughs> So uh, this week in the trauma room, we got to know a little bit about Simone and her story about how uh, the pressure that's on her to succeed because she had a brother who was incarcerated. And then we learned about Elliot and Tina, um, Elliot with two T's. We got to know him a little better about his depression. I love that he talked about that. Yeah, I think it's really, really cool to use these platforms to talk about mental health because we often kind of forget about it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say forget about it, but for people that struggle with mental health, to see somebody that's on a TV show thriving that also is going through the same thing that they go through. Because we don't know if Beyonce has depression or anxiety. We just think she's perfect. But I bet you the doll takes a pill every day. Yeah, I can speak to this because I suffered from chemical depression for years and years and years and years and years. And I never got any help because culturally for me as an Asian person... I was supposed to be able to handle it. Yeah. And also culturally, it was like if I sought help, it was considered weakness. So I reached a point where I was like, it's not normal to be in despair all the time. I got meds. I got therapeutic help. I'm so much better. And I'm living proof that you can't die of embarrassment. Yeah. So if you have any issue or depression, get help. There's nothing wrong with it. And the more we talk about it, the less stigma it has. Right? Yeah. I totally agree. I'm so glad that they talked about that. Are you ready to talk about the runway? <gasps> runway time, my favorite. Uh, this ru- runway blew me out of the... This runway blew me. And as you said, I haven't had a blowjob in years. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> get your whistle wet, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get ready for a terrible segue. Let's talk about the runway. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the theme was bead it. Bead it. it, yes! What a great theme. As drag queens, we wear a lot of beads, and uh, let's let's discuss. Is that a bead? Th- is that a drag queen thing? The beads, the sparkling. We love beads. We love sparkles. But I want to discuss the 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 chandelier in the room, Denali Fox. That was okay. Now that's that took more than two suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> you are scheming the Phantom of the fucking Opera chandelier, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And for people that don't know Denali, this look was a recreation of one of her first time in drag looks that she's done. I don't know Denali. How do you know Denali? Denali came to Toronto four years ago now, and I wasn't watching Drag Race yet. She was like, oh, like, do you want to come to this viewing party? I'm like, for what? She's like, for RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, oh, sure. I haven't seen it yet. She's like, what? I would like to admit it because very quickly I fell in love with the show and now I'm completely obsessed and has watched every single episode yeah. and I am dead and I and I've been on the show and won the show and that well, that's a full circle. I know that is a full circle moment and and here's the thing with me as a super fan I watch the show and then I watch it throughout the week over and over again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just throw it on. Yeah. All right. So Denali, the chandelier, unbelievable, beautiful queen. Rosé came out with a Tinkerbell hairdo and that beaded kind of fairy dress. And I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever, but it was kind of forgettable. Like, I don't care about this look. I don't care about it. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing about Rosé and why I'm, like, a little frustrated, like, I think she is a complete star. And she is, like, I've been to a Rosé show in New York before. But this look, like, meh, meh, meh. Okay, uh, and then next up we have Lala Ree. She had she had the fringe. She had that fringe kind of uh, Brazilian Mardi Gras dress, but it had a rip on the side. Yeah, a rip on the side. This dress is giving me Tina turn away and don't look at it. You know, my problem with Lala Ree is that it's season thirteen. Just bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, and just bring it. Like you watch the show, you have so many references. Lost me with that paper bag dress. Just not to belabor the point, but when she covered a, a unitard with paper bags, I was like, girl, no, that's no, no. Look at your... Yeah, and as somebody who has worn a paper dress on national TV... Mm-hmm. That's not the way to do it. I'm the paper dress expert, but I want to talk about Candy Muses. I love Candy Muses' outfit. It was, it, it, it's. She's good at serving like high class hooker. Wow. Like, um, she just looks like she, she looks like a queen who gets laid a lot. Like, she gets all the straight trade in New York. Yep. She throws on a, a lip gloss, gets paid to hundo, like sucks a dick. Elliot with two T's flopper look. What did you think? Um, I thought it was very Las Vegas, knowing that she was a Las Vegas queen. I thought it was very showgirls and a very kind of different way of doing a beating. It was a really well-made dress. It was. It was beautiful. It was. I don't know that she wore a nude shoe. She should have tied it into the beads that she's wearing at the top. I hate when shoes don't tie into the outfit on the runway. But anyway. You hate it? You got so passionate. This hate. I sat while I, while preparing for Drag Race, I sat and made sure all my shoes were custom. And I think that they should have too. got mixed anal beads. I love anal beads. So this look, I would have loved to pull out of my ass. <laughs> Whatever. Whenever I pull anal beads out of somebody's butt, it looks like a game of hungry, hungry hippos. It just looks like <laughs> a carp spitting out boba. Um, I love everything that Gottmik does. I'm, I'm always surprised. I'm always like surprised. Yeah, same. Olivia Lux did the uh, uh, the beads in her hair. She did that playful kind of punky Brewster little black girl. She's adorable. Um, she's good at kind of like telling the story when she goes out. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm mad again because f- some she had this curse on her where you obviously bring all your looks, right? But for some reason, mm-hmm. like people brought similar looks to her. Oh. Like Simone's boxing challenge she didn't wear until like the next week because there was another. That's right. And so she came out of a boxing challenge and also Candy Muse wore kind of wig a couple weeks uh, previous. Yeah, I, I tweeted her being like, oh no, sloppy seconds. She's like, imagine when I was taking it out of the bo- the bag. And I was like, listen, I've been sloppy seconds plenty of times. It's more fun that way. It's more fun that way. You're a little, you're a little loosened up. You're ready to go. Um, uh, Olivia Lux, uh, Utica did the Bloody Bride. Oh, so good. I love her design. She told a clearer story this time. It was like, okay, I'm spooky vampire bride. As opposed to the week before when she was like, I'm my earrings. It's like, what? You're what? That was a little bit of a, a far, far cry. But um, you, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't see your earrings. And if you have to explain it to me, um, the issue that they have with Utica is that she makes too many faces. I don't have a problem with that. She's kind of a comedy queen. But in this instance, during the improv challenge, she was doing something that didn't have anything to do with what was happening. 
Yeah, and she set herself up by saying she's good at improv. I did the same thing. It always comes to bite, bite you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't say it. Uh, let's talk about Simone's beautiful, 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 beautiful look. First of all, she's built like a model, and also this is. I wrote. I wrote down Simone shows you who she is in every single episode. Yeah, and I mean she's the complete story every single time. So when she's not, when she doesn't win something, I'm surprised. I'm yeah. I'm just like, what? but because her looks have never disappointed. She hasn't been in the bottom yet, has she? No, she hasn't. But we got to see her lip sync against Tamisha on episode one during the pork chop moment. Yes, yes. This look is inc- incredible. The only note I have is you could see the top line of her tucking belt. And I'm like, girl, tape it in. You're perfect. Be perfect. Oh, really? I didn't see it. But when you're on Drag Race, your body drops a lot of weight. <laughs> so it could have been a thing of like... Did you lose poundage while you were on the show from all the schwitzing? Oh, I want my... I just want my... Dra- for all, from all the shivering of how cold it was, I want my Drag Race body back now. Now, um, yeah. but uh, something that I never want to see again in my life and never get back again is Tina Burner's look. Disgusting. Oh, now she was the Mardi Gras clown, and um, I, I don't. Alec, you don't like it. I okay. All Do right. you like it? No, I didn't like it. I didn't like, but I feel bad for her because she's also one of those queens that's amazing. And this, yeah. yeah, she's she's an amazing performer. And like you said, there's a difference between being an amazing performer and a drag race contestant. Exactly. Olivia Lux has not been doing drag for very long, but she's killing it yeah. because she's very specific in her performances and in her storytelling and in her presence. Um, you know, that's got to smart. If you're like a, a seasoned queen and you're up against Valentina, who's been doing it for two seconds, you know what I mean? It's like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing drag during your season? During my season was only two years. Wow. You're an actor. You're a seasoned actor. You're a seasoned performer. So you brought all of the like the things in my life like added up to make me a good drag race contestant. But because I was also so new, I, I was learning so much all the time. I was like a little sponge. I was like a little sponge, Monet Exchange. Soak it up. Um, <laughs> in the in the bottom, we have Elliot and Lala Ree. They lip sync. Elliot with two T's turns it out. Turns it out. Killed it. And I feel like the Elliot finally showed up. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, here she is. There, like she was amazing when they did that um hip grind going down to the floor yeah. both at the same time. It was one of those moments where I was like, this is why I love watching lip syncs for your lives. Like that, like that. Ugh. There's so many favorite drag moments of mine, like um Alyssa Edwards and Tati yes. uh, doing Shut Up and Drive together. Yep. I think that's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Monet Exchange doing the fake jump uh, and not doing the death drop is is one of my favorite things. I mean, but this is like, when I see a performer show up, yeah. it, it changes the game. And I think this was Elliot's turn to really, like, regardless of what happens next, she has that moment of immortality on the stage. Yeah. And then uh, we got to see um, two things happen. Lala Ree sashayed away, and Alec Mappa didn't mention that my lip syncs were one of his favorites. So, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I told you it's been a minute, and I'm an old woman. This is elder abuse. <laughs> what do you mean to your auntie? Okay, so we are about to wrap this podcast up, Alec. So I want to know what is your favorite runway of the week between the two shows? For the two shows. Okay, I have to look over my notes. Um, okay. Um, Grandma's taking a while. <laughs> Grandma's taking a little. <laughs> 
Lauren Sheedy was very camp. She was the life preserver. But I think Ellie Diamond as a seagull bikini was so out of left field. I mean, again, memorable. I'm never going to forget that. And for um, the Beat It Challenge, I was really knocked out by Denali as the chandelier. <gasps> and uh, yeah, and coming in a close second is a Simone with those African beads and the body yaddy yaddy. Just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Now I know why we're hosting this together because mine are exactly the same. Exactly the same. Oh, we're simpatico? We're simpatico. Let's make out. <laughs> okay, listeners, if you have any uh, questions about RuPaul's Drag Race, you could DM us or tweet us. And if we read your tweet or DM here live on the podcast, Alec, what happens? You get free stuff. We're going to send you World of Wonder merch. Now, I'm Filipino, so I'm all about the free shit. I'm so <laughs> So DM us at World of Wonder on Twitter and ask us questions about the show. Ask Priyanka what it's like to bring 20 suitcases onto the freezing set. Of, uh, the number keeps going on. <laughs> what it's like to bring on 7,000 suitcases full of hair <laughs> to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is broadcast every Wednesday on the WOW Podcast Network. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can check out RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 2 on BBC3 and WOW Presents Plus and catch RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13 on VH1 and WOW Presents Plus. Priyanka, where can people find you on your socials? You can find me at the Queen Priyanka on Instagram, on TikTok, at the Queen Pri on Twitter. I'm a Wowie Award winner for best Twitter. Thank you very much, you little fuckers. And uh, also, you can just Google Priyanka Chopra. You'll find me. Okay, I'm everywhere. If you go to any streaming <laughs> platform, you'll see my entire career from Ugly Betty to Half and Half to Switch to Birth, etc. And so forth. You can find me at Alec Mop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Priyanka, I could do this with you all day, but we only have 45 minutes. I adore you, and I'll see you next week. I cannot wait. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a World of Wonder production. Bye.